a speaker of carefully chosen words. Carefully chosen words. Not speaking anything that comes into our heads. Not giving fire for fire. But carefully chosen, thought out words. Trust me, when we do this with every word that comes out of our mouths, we would rarely offend. We would be able to calm a storm about to happen. Welcome to the Reconnected Marriage Partners Podcast. Hi, we are David and Eben, your host on the show. We know what it's like to feel less connected as a couple while juggling the increasing responsibilities and demands of work, life, and parenthood. We also know what it feels like to achieve a deeper level of connection and intimacy in marriage while raising a family. If you're ready to reconnect on a deeper level, reignite the passion in your marriage, and enjoy a more exciting and satisfying marriage, even if you're raising children with limited time, this podcast was made for you. Be prepared to be empowered and inspired to build the strong and connected marriage you truly desire. All right, let's light up that spark. Come on! Hi friends and welcome to another beautiful episode on the show. Hope you and yours are doing well. Over here by His Grace, we are doing well. Um, We thank God. We're experiencing a weather change as we're beginning to feel the heat of the sun, you know, a little more, and I am loving it. Thank God for the seasons. Talking about heat, many couples find themselves in heated arguments or conversations because they have not trained or even armed themselves with the skills that would enable them to have civil conversations conversations that they will both come out from without regrets. You know, regrets for saying things they should not have said. To help with this, for the next three weeks, we will begin a series that highlights three life-changing scriptures that has helped us in our marriage. I believe in the power of God's word. You know, its ability to change and transform lives. And you may be a testimony to the efficacy of God's word in other areas of your life. So, I'm trusting that the same power is available to transform your marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, these three verses can help you improve your communication as a couple. And even if you don't have frequent heated arguments, you can still learn from this series you know, add some more helpful and valuable tips to your communication toolbox, communicate better with each other, and grow in your marriage. You may ask, only three scriptures? Well, we we do know that there are lots of scriptures that teaches us about communication in, in, in in the Bible, but I'll just be addressing three of them, beginning today and in the coming weeks. I will not only talk about these three scriptures, but I would also encourage you to apply it because that is when you will enjoy the benefits. Towards the end of this episode, I will be introducing a step-by-step method that you can begin to implement as you apply the Bible verses to your day-to-day life and marriage for better communication or improving your communication with your spouse. All right, let's get started. The first scripture is James chapter 1, verse 19. And I read, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. 
Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. James chapter 1 verse 19. Let's break this down into three areas. Um, the first one I'd like to talk about is the quick to listen. You know, when we hear quick, we may easily think that this has to do with fast listening. <laughs> On the contrary, this is talking about intelligence, you know, prompt to understand, being a careful, thoughtful listener. When we are careful and thoughtful in our listening, we are able to not just hear what is being said, but we take care to not add meanings that were not said. Unfortunately, we as humans tend to read meanings into things, even when there are no other meanings attached to them. A great example would be a wife saying to her husband, you forgot to buy the eggs. Now, instead of admitting that he did that he did forget to buy the eggs, he asked, are you saying I am absent-minded or that I am forgetful? <laughs> Come on. She was only addressing that you forgot the eggs. The other thing about being a careful, thoughtful listener is that it helps you in your response. Like we know in computer language, garbage in, garbage out. When someone feels or hears that they are being attacked, the chances of being defensive goes up. This will lead me to the next point. Slow to speak. And no, this is not slurry speech or slow speech. This is, as the amplified version puts it, a speaker of carefully chosen words. Carefully chosen words. Not speaking anything that comes into our heads. Not giving fire for fire. But carefully chosen, thought out words. Trust me. When we do this with every word that comes out of our mouths, we would rarely offend. We would be able to calm a storm about to happen. There was an occasion where my wife had asked a question about my daughter's clothing. A, a very innocent question, but I was not on my best mood that day. Yeah, we do have those days. However, I was able to carefully think of my response and responded even though I had a different response in my mind. <laughs> a day or two later, I told my wife the response I was to give her. And she said to me that if I had responded that way, things would have ended up differently because that response would have been one that could have hurt her. Because I thought through it, I knew <laughs> it was something that would hurt her I thought of a better response. And today, you know what? We just laugh about that incident and, and talk of how things could have changed if I had responded with the first thing that came to my head. So for every response, give carefully chosen thought out words. You can never go wrong. Let's go to the final points, you know, uh, in the scripture. Slow to become angry. <laughs> anger. The havoc that anger has done in many marriages and homes or in people's lives. No one 
really wants to be a beneficiary or one who even dishes out anger. At least a good person would not want to and if they do, they regret it afterwards. What does it mean to be slow to anger? In simple terms, don't get angry easily. This has to do with patience, self-control and a bit of reflection. We've said it before that no one should have the power to control your emotions. You are the pilot of your emotions. How much more if you are a believer? We have patience and self-control as part of the fruit of the Spirit. Our ability to be patient, to take a deep breath, to say a quick prayer under that breath can help our conversation with our spouse or anyone. It does not mean we shouldn't get angry, but we need to be careful how we act out our anger. Another scripture talks of being angry and not sinning. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give room for the devil. Yes, we can be angry at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior, yet we do not sin. You know, do not let your anger cause you shame. Let it not become bitterness. Do not allow it to last until the sun goes down. You know how we we brew we brew on on it, um, stare it, add to it, and before we know it, we have an anger that can lead to sin. Whenever I find out that my anger is taking me on the path I just described, you know, one that could let me lash out and say things that, you know, say things and do things that could be hurtful. I quickly pray under my breath, a simple Nehemiah prayer. Yeah, I, I tempted that. Um, those of us who are familiar with the book of Nehemiah will know that it's filled with, you know, just some short, short prayers, you know, three words, four words kind of a thing. And I, 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 I kind of say it's, it's a prayer that is few words in length or a one-sentenced prayer. Here are some of my favorite lines. Jesus is Lord. Lord, help me. I need your help, Lord. Oh, Lord, I need you. And this has worked for me many times. Well, unless those times it did not work <laughs> when my flesh is getting a foothold. The truth is this, we can all have a conversation where we are quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. How do we do that? How can we connect with our spouses through our conversation in such a way that it does not feel like a battleground? This is where I'll introduce you know, the step-by-step -step method, the five P's to action. These you can use as you apply the Bible verse as well as other ones to your daily life and marriage for a better communication with your spouse and improving your communication with your spouse. Let's, let's hear the five P's. The first P is purpose. Purpose. You know, see every conversation as a way to connect with your spouse. You know, let that be the purpose and let every other reason be secondary. The second one is 
The second P is partner with God by praying. Partner with God by praying. You know, commit your conversation before God, especially if you know it's going to be a difficult conversation. If you get ambushed, I put that in quotes, into one of those conversations, don't forget to use the Nehemiah prayers I talked about. This is the way I usually do it. I, I just bow down my head and I take my hands, um, cover my eyes and my mouth and silently say it. Lord, help me. Your, your spouse wouldn't even know what you did. Well, unless they are listening with you, <laughs> they are listening to this podcast now. Oops. No, it's, it's all good. They also need to hear, to hear that. So utilize the Nehemiah um, prayers. The third one is pause. Pause. This is to quickly reflect about what you want to say or how you want to respond. Which leads me to the fourth one, which is kind of similar to pause, but that's process. You know, this is a longer pause as you may need more time, you know, to process things. So during your pause or your long pause, you think through what you have heard and what you are about to say. Now, depending on the particular situation, you may need to take a break or step away from the conversation and get back to it when you are both in a more relaxed state or mood. Ensure you let your spouse know how much time you need. Um, don't, don't make it an eternal wait. For us, we, we make it a habit of coming back to the conversation within 24 hours. The, the last P is practice. Practice. Yes, you heard me right. Practice, practice, practice. If you prefer, you could write down what you want to say or type it out. Read it to ensure it has a kind and respectful tone to it before you tell your spouse or before you speak to your spouse. Um, I do it more in my head or I rehearse it by speaking it out. I've also written the conversations before I even speak to my to my spouse. And you could always do the same too. So as I round up, you have been armed with the first scripture, the first scripture, and you have also been armed with the five Ps. It's now your turn to act on what you have learned today. I can assure you that you can't go wrong with it. Let's just remind ourselves remind ourselves what that scripture is again. And that was James chapter 1 verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. James 1 verse 19. Well, that's it for today. Till next week when I bring you another scripture that has helped us in our marriage, that is, another Bible verse for better communication in your marriage. Stay connected. God bless you and yours. Shalom. If you like that among show, please don't forget to leave a review to spread the love. Hi, friend. If you've been inspired or found value in this episode, one of the best ways to thank us is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. 
We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share this episode with friends and family. And together, we can build stronger marriages, families, and communities. Stay connected. Shalom.